1: This
0: is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Good morning. Today, we're devoting the entire show to one of the most critical issues in the state, Early childhood education. Long wait lists and parents lining up overnight in hopes of landing an open spot in a daycare or preschool. These are some of the stories that have emerged since the pandemic, highlighting the nation's childcare crisis. KQED early childhood reporter Daisy Wynn brings us the story of a family in Southern California who took extraordinary measures to get access to affordable childcare.
1: This us Mommy's car. Yay! is Mommy's car going back. Here? Yeah, Mommy's car.
2: On a recent morning, I tagged along with Chris and Shirley Jean as yeah. they drove their three-year-old twins to separate schools in the city of San Bernardino, east of L.A.
3: Where are we going, Chandler? Oh. We're going this way. You gotta go
2: to this school first. Oh. Chase gets dropped off at a state-funded preschool run by the San Bernardino City Unified School District.
3: Hey, Chase, I'll see you later.
2: Then it's another five-minute drive to get his brother Chandler to a private daycare. All
3: right, Chandler's turn.
2: Why do the boys go to separate schools? Well, the California State Preschool Program gives priority to kids who are poor, homeless, in foster care, or have special needs. Chase was admitted because he has a mild form of autism that requires special ed. But Chandler couldn't get in because their mother's monthly salary is above the income eligibility cap by $71.
3: The district is helping one child make progress in in terms of education while hurting my
2: other child. But it's California lawmakers who set the income limit when they sign off on each year's state budget. To qualify, a family's monthly income can't be more than 85% of the state median income. That means the limit for a family of four is $7,441 per month. Not a whole lot when you take taxes and inflation into account. Shirley's income as an adaptive PE teacher puts her right below that threshold but her job requires a lot of driving and the mileage stipend she gets for that pushed her salary just above the line. Desperate for a solution, she underwent elective surgery so she could take a medical leave and drop her monthly pay just once which would be enough to make the cut for the preschool program in the fall.
3: I asked for payroll to remove the mileage typing.
2: This is Shirley voicing her frustration at a school board meeting.
3: So if you decide to get a decent job, such as becoming a teacher, then your children will suffer and not be allowed to attend school, at least preschool. I am an educator teaching students with disabilities, but I cannot even provide a free and affordable education for my own child.
2: Most of the time, Shirley's husband, Chris, does the driving. She became the family's primary breadwinner after Chris was laid off during the pandemic. He's trying to launch a physical therapy business, but shuttling the boys takes up a lot of his day. The couple thinks the income ceiling is squeezing families like theirs and making them depend on a broken system.
3: Should you go to work and try to work more hours to try to help support your family or just you know, maintain the bare minimum.
2: The Jeans pay more for daycare than they do on their monthly mortgage. But they say it has provided the boys a safe place to play and socialize after a year of staying at home to avoid the coronavirus. They say Chase is making noticeable progress in the state preschool program. He's one of 12 kids in an inclusion classroom that mixes children with disabilities with non-disabled children, allowing them to learn alongside each other.
3: I've seen Chase grow in areas academically. When he comes home, he's always sharing something new with us. I see the growth where I never really received that information from the daycare.
2: Publicly funded preschool began in California in the mid-60s to lift the early learning of poor kids and narrow disparities. Shirley herself went to Head Start when she was growing up in Compton, a majority Black and working-class part of South L.A., and said it helped her get ready for school. She wants to get her sons into state preschool because academic achievement matters to her.
3: Why are we promoting poverty? Why are we saying, like, no, don't, don't keep going, you know, limit yourself for your kids to go to school or limit yourself so that you can qualify for this housing program. Why not invest in our kids, our San Bernardino kids? These kids are from the area. They're the ones that's going to be, that we're going to have to depend on. So why not take that opportunity to invest in them?
2: Melissa Davis, the director of the boys' daycare, said she has seen families give up rather than jump through hoops to obtain subsidized care.
3: You know, you get people that are that are in the middle like us, where we're trying to get this assistance for our kids to
2: get help, but the door gets in our face all the time because we make this much money, but we're barely living to. Just before applying for the coming school year, Shirley learned the school district had decided to fund its own preschool classroom. Her sons are in it starting this week.
0: And Daisy joins us now in the studio. So, Daisy, what is the state doing to improve access for families like the Jeans?
2: So the state is making record investments in early learning thanks to a surge in state revenues. The latest budget raises the income eligibility so that more families will be able to qualify. It also sets aside $18 million to begin planning for universal preschool.
0: All right. That is KQED's Daisy Wynn. Daisy, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, Saul.
0: And that's this edition of the California Report for Thursday, August 4th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
3: Support for the California Report comes from the California Healthcare Foundation, working to build a more effective, compassionate, and just healthcare system. On the web at chcf.org health equity. Personal capital providing people with financial tools like the Retirement Planner to help them achieve their financial goals, personalcapital.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food, on the web at theschmidt.org.
0: Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment, and if you love what you're hearing...